Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. What have you been up to over the last year? You know, uh, teaching a lot of workshops, a lot of new stuff. I've been helping people understand karma because I think it's one of the most misunderstood laws and uh, empathic stuff. So your previous guests were talking about empathic um, computer systems, but I like to help people understand, especially in the healing arts, uh, when they're dealing with other people's energy, how they can learn and understand they don't need to take that home with them. Dale, that is so true, so true. How did you get interested in this? Oh, you know, my whole life. So ever since I was a little boy, I was raised Catholic like you were. Yep. And, um, but I saw Jesus and Mary in a whole different light, and uh, I started talking to spirits at a young age, and I was fortunate enough to grow up near Lilydale, which is the National uh, Center for um, Modern Spiritualism in Western New York. So while I was in high school, I could go and talk to uh, fellow mediums. And so they got me connected. And then um, when I moved to California 12 years ago, I met James Von Prague, and he oh, great guy. Uh, really encouraged me to step out of academia and says, you know, you need to do this full time. And I'm like, no, nah, I don't know, man. But yeah, yeah, he gave me that nice little push. So I've been blessed with a lot of teachers along the way, but it, it's a great life. I, I tell people I retired 12 years ago, and now I'm just um, <laughs> enjoying, enjoying my life. Van Prox is a super guy, isn't he? He is. He's, he's very helpful. Yeah, he, he really is. And I, uh, I, I, I knew him uh, from one, the show, two, from Gaia, but I also have been to a couple of his live presentations and he is so good with the audience. Yeah, he really yeah, he, is. Yeah, he really does. He comes from a communications background, so yeah, he knows what he's talking about. You have talked about soul progression. What is that? So, soul progression is a term I've come up with, and it's a different type of reading. A lot of people are used to past life regression. In a soul progression reading, I want to help people understand what their life path is, and we do that by looking at how their soul has progressed. So a soul progression is taking a look at uh, someone's soul path, where they came from, so they can understand where they're at now, and then perhaps that will give them direction as to where to go from, from here. And I like to use the archetypical patterns of the chakras as stories that basically we follow on our life path. But it really is all about soul development, expansion of consciousness, and there's, there's a specific path toward enlightenment that your soul is following um, according to it, the experience it has day to day to day. It's a, it's a progression, and, and that's where I came up with the term. And with soul progression, uh, this, this aspect of, you know, the soul getting better and better relative to growth and development of your soul, how do you know that it's happening? The Akashic Records, or, or, or how do you yeah. know? So that's one way to, to access it. But really, you know, you go back to the Greeks, know thyself. And if you take self-reflection time and look at your own life path just in this lifetime, you can see a natural progression um, as, you, as you reflect. So as a soul, you come here with um, a soul agreement. And several uh, people talk about soul agreements, soul contracts. Um, Louise Hay and Carolyn Mace talk a lot about uh, the soul agreements, but you come here with a pre-birth plan of 
ripe seed karma, karma that you created in past lives that you want to overcome. And what I've been able to do since I was a young boy is I can sense the color of people's auric fields and I relate them to the chakras and that then relates to the archetypical patterns of the chakras and that hmm. helps tell their story because your energy field around you tells your whole story, your it, beliefs, it your thoughts, your emotions, um, your, your whole karmic history is, is there. And so to be aware of it and understand it so that you can you know, move forward and move out of it. We're, we're all explorers. Our souls are explorers by nature. And, you know, complacency is one of the great um, things that hold us back. And, and it's important that we don't get stuck, that we're constantly searching outside. Your, pro, your program's a great example where you're constantly taking new ideas and new concepts and, you know, throwing them out there for people to, to really think about. And, and that's important because in order to expand consciousness and the awareness of ourselves, you know, we want to have uh, exposure to different ideas, different experiences. Well, then there's no question. It does make you think, doesn't it? Oh, absolutely. See, and, and for you, you have a lot of dark blue. Like, I, I saw you from afar at the Contact in the Desert last year, but you have a lot of dark blue. So in your history, what's important for you is, um, getting rid of the analytical mind and embracing the intuitive. It's third eye stuff and mm-hmm. then the communication aspect of it. So if you look at your life path and how you were as a, a young child and then as a young man, you'll probably see a natural progression that you've wanted to perpetuate truth and understanding. And it's about trusting your own inner feelings while you're doing that. And you would have picked parents, for example, that probably come from a stronger traditional background. And then um, part of that is to find your way out of that so that you can, you know, find your own voice and and have the ability to create it. So you just look at the relationships you have because relationships are such great uh, ways. That's why stories are all about relationships because your relationships are showing you, first of all, what, where you need to go and what you need to learn. And, but, you know, just by how you feel toward other people, because they're just showing you yourself. Uh, absolutely. And you've talked to you about your soul agreement, which is almost like a soul contract in an agreement between yourself, right? Yeah, absolutely. And that's the key is you, through your higher consciousness, your soul makes an agreement when it comes here that I want to work on certain things. And then what it does is it chooses a costume. And you can think of your body as a costume like Halloween. Our our Halloween costumes have different personalities. Well, the body you choose to wear has that personality that makes it more likely for you to uh, get involved in what that is around that agreement. For example, if it's speaking your truth, then you might pick a body uh, personality that's very soft-spoken so that you can try to work through it. And then you, you pick your parents. Uh, You pick specific relationships and then certain talents and skills. Rudolf Steiner has written a lot of really great essays back in the day about the the talents and skills and knowledge that the spirit brings with it um, to the earth plane to work with. And then you, as you're here, you create new karma. It's seed karma. It's it's what you sow, you reap. And... uh, but yeah, you definitely come with a, an agreement and see the, the agreements with your higher self and whether you get it or not in this lifetime, 
there's no judgment. But when you end this life and your spirit returns back to the spirit plane, it brings it with it the wisdom and knowledge of this life experience, but then it will process and say, okay, maybe I didn't get it this time, so now I'm going to set up a different set of circumstances. So we get to be like the producer, the director, and the writer of our own little plays, and we come down here have little dramas, and it's through those dramas that we really get to know and understand ourselves, because this truly is the emotional plane, and that's why as a spirit, many times people ask me, like, why, why does a spirit even bother coming here? But they can observe, and they do observe us, but to actually come down, we're very brave to do that, but to come here and, and take physical form and experience those emotions, that's really important in our understanding and expansion of our awareness and consciousness. Is there a difference between soul and spirit, or are they one and the same? Yeah, so the words are used synonymously many times, but I like to clarify in in my last book, I did this to help people understand. See, I see soul as the all-inclusive I am presence. It's that aspect of yourself. It's, it's the source, the God, the divine. Uh, the, and it's a holograph. We're all piece of God. And when, you're, when you incarnate, a small part of your soul comes in the form of spirit. And your spirit then comes and it's the, it's the little a pioneer that comes here and has the adventure. And then it returns back to the soul and, and brings back the wisdom and knowledge. And again, an analogy I like to use is if you think of your soul as the ocean and your spirit would be like taking a glass of water out of that ocean. It has all the aspects of the ocean, but just a small piece of it's going to come and have the experience. And then when uh, we see it as death of the physical body, that water then returns to the ocean, but it comes with the energy and the vibrations of that life experience. Interesting take on all of that. And uh, since you've been doing this, have you found that most people are being able to pick up on this, or are they still a little distant from learning about this? Great question, George. What I'm finding more and more often, which it it really truly surprises me, because even very skeptical people and very uh, scientific people, I come from a science background, but talking to, to friends in there, they do have these um, aha moments, these premonitions of, oh, I knew, I know I've known that person before, or they'll go to a certain city and say, you know, I know I've been here before. And there, there is a memory that comes with it and, it, and it just seems to become more and more prevalent. And because programs like this and so many you know, great journals out there now and television shows, people are talking about it more. So we're putting more energy behind it so there's a greater awareness and people feel safer you know, explaining their, their uh, experiences. But I'm sure there's not a listener out there that hasn't had a moment where they know they, they have a knowing of you know, a person, place, or thing. And... Um, that, that there's, a, there's a memory with that spirit that comes from the soul. Well, there's no question about that. And, uh, you know, when you work with your clients, are you trying to make them uh, understand this a little bit better? What, what's, what happens with them? Yeah, so, you know, I spent 20 years as a college teacher, and, I, and I'm, a, I'm passionate about teaching. Now I get to pick the subject, though, that I, I'm really passionate about. And what greater way to to help a person understand then their life path. And it's not about should I date this person or should I you know, work at this company versus that company. When I read people and I, and I present information, 
and, and I'm getting a lot of this type of information through my higher self, I'm presenting ways and means to understand why are you here? What was your soul agreement? And is the relationship or the job congruent with that? Is it going to complement the agreement or does it go against it? And we know when we're in resistance. Resistance is, is that, that place of anxiety and worry of stress. It's easy to sense when we're there. And what's important is, you know, to get out of it. And that's, that's why it's so important to really take time to reflect daily on the choices you're making because if you're in the flow of things, um, everything is, is it's magical. And if you're resisting, it, it's going to be heavy and uh, suffering. Yeah, it really is. It's suffering in a big way, too. It's more like anxiety, too, isn't it? Oh, yeah. And when you think about all the... Uh, you know, now psychology has expanded so much, but all the the diseases of the mind uh, they're coming up with and diagnosing and even like learning disabilities we're seeing and so forth. See, I don't like the word disability because I think, again, we all have unique ways to perceive and understand ourselves and, and the world we're in. And if it doesn't fit in the model, we, we see it as being abnormal. But you know, people like me as a kid felt so abnormal because I saw colors around people and I never understood why people couldn't see them. And when I draw them or color them, like people, my teachers would be like, what are you doing? And yeah, so it's, it's, that to me is the more interesting person is how they're, if they're perceiving, if they're communicating in a different way. And there's just so many different levels of intelligence. One of my favorite subjects to teach, I taught anatomy, was about uh, the brain and how intelligence work. And I had the fortunate experience to work with at an art and design school. So these students felt many times inferior to the average college student because they didn't have the same analytical ability. But their intelligence was amazing as far as you know, creativity, self-expression, um, spatial expansion, uh, body awareness and movement and so forth. So there's, there's just so many different types of intelligence and a soul agreement helps a person understand so that they, under, they, they know. They already know. Like it, That's what's beautiful. It's holding a mirror up to them. But getting them to understand, too, when they're in things that are resisting their ability to move forward, again, the choice is always theirs, but it's important that they, they find themselves. And that's really what we do when we come here is we find ourselves. It's, it's a game of hide-and-seek with ourselves. Jeff, where does reincarnation fit into this? So reincarnation is a really important tool, really, or mechanism to allow us to work through karma. So, you know, the belief in many cultures that many, many, many cultures for, you know, thousands of years have believed in different forms of uh, reincarnation. But the idea is, is that after you have a life experience and you create karma, you go back to the spiritual realm and you have a life review, and Michael Newton wrote a couple really books, Destiny of the Souls and so forth, where he did a lot of self-hypnosis and he looked at where, when people would uh, go to the other side. And, and when I do mediumship readings and, and I'm talking to loved ones on the other side, they'll often share in the reading what they've learned about their lifetime. And it's an opportunity for, to share um, encouragement, forgiveness. Again, because they're from the same soul family, they have very relevant information for the person receiving the reading 
so that they can have a great understanding, um, now that they're out of body, of, of that life. And then what they do is they come up with a new plan. Okay, in, you know, in this past life, I wasn't able to really stand up for myself, so let me create circumstances for a new life. So reincarnation, it's like we're actors and actresses. We get to play a number of different parts, but by playing those different parts, we get to experience life from many perspectives, you know, different cultures, different societies, different time periods, and it allows us to truly know ourselves from so many different um, perspectives. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.